everyone uh welcome to the 154th episode of reality breached uh, my name is sergio I'm, I'm your host like usual um today i have a very special guest uh you you, you might know him from uh the the popular Shellheads podcast uh, i've got my good buddy jeff hubbard how's it going jeff it's going so well sergio uh you know, you, usually here's where I have, you know, I, I introduce Reed or, you know, someone else. And but but I, but I felt like the best way to do this, this topic specifically is to chat with the Ghostbusters expert. Oh, would you would you would you categorize yourself as a Ghostbusters expert? Yeah, yeah, I definitely would. Well, good, good, because that's what we're talking about this time is the brand new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, and I, I, as always, I, I know I usually don't say this up front, but this is going to be full of spoilers. Yeah. So I should, I should probably get better at, at, at putting spoiler warnings on these, these damn things. Well, you know, that's something that we can address in the reboot. That's true. That's true. And the reboot's coming. It's yep. coming. Coming soon. Is it, uh, is Jeff, it gonna be reality reality breached back for blood? First blood, second blood? No, blood? electric boogaloo. Oh, I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> that better be in the marketing. I better see that. Real reality breached revengeance. Oh, ooh, that's good. No, no, it would be be reality prevengeance. Ooh, that's so stupid. Let's get uh, to the topic. <laughs> Jeff, why did you hate uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife? I did not. You hold your tongue, sir. Uh, oh, okay. Well, then I, I guess I just misunderstood your enthusiasm. You <laughs> drastically misunderstood. <laughs> gross oversight. So, yes, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a, a kind of a pseudo sequel, not sequel. Oh, it's a full so, sequel. It's a it's a it's a soft reboot of sorts. Yes, soft reboot because it's it's not about the original Ghostbusters, but it is about the original Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like like the, the, let me just put it this way: the the original Ghostbusters aren't the star of the show. Yeah. So Jeff, what do you think of uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife? I absolutely loved every minute of it. Um, is that it? No. Shut it down. Podcast That's it. Good night, everybody. Um, or morning. Doesn't matter. Um, I've been a avid Ghostbusters fan since I was a kid, and I just consumed everything Ghostbusters related. Um, when I went into this movie, I I don't want to say I didn't have any expectations. Um, they were they were very low given the what was it the 2016 reboot was just awful. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll get more into that later. Um, not for the reasons that most people think. Did you wait, 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 wait. I, we have to qualify that. Did you see the reboot? Yes, you did watch it. I did watch it. OK, all right. Continue. Um. And following, you know, all the trailer, watching, watching the trailers, you know, reading interviews, seeing, you know, video interviews, you know, all kinds of stuff. It just felt like, a, you know, everybody involved with this film just got the source material and they just understood it. And they were the right people to bring the next chapter um, to the big screen. It was... The best way I can put it, it's 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 full of new and old. Um, so you have kind of like that, you know, that fresh feel where you have that classic feel as well. 
uh, which remind you, um, you know, of the original film. Um, heart, humor, scares, everything else in between, Easter eggs. I mean, it, it was it was jam packed with just all kinds of warm, fuzzy goodness that just hugged me like a warm blanket, Sergio. Okay, okay. Well, I'm not going to disagree because uh, a, a lot of what you just said is exactly how I feel. Like it, it was, it was a very, I, I got a really warm feeling out of it. Uh, it was very grounded, despite it being, you know, a, 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 an Avengers level threat. You know, yeah. Like I, I liked the characters. I really, really liked the casting. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked how they tied it to the original two movies. Uh, I, I really liked that Egon was basically the lifeblood of this film. Yeah. Um, my complaints, which of course I'm going to have complaints. I always do are more at a conceptual level. Okay. Uh, and, 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 and like you brought up the, the 2016 movie and I feel like we have to kind of address that movie before we really dig our heels into this new one. Yeah. Because conceptually, the 2016 movie is like that's what should happen. You know, you do a hard reboot with four new Ghostbusters and you tell a unique story that a new generation can attach to. You know, that's that's the right thing to do. On paper. Yeah, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I mean, I get it from a studio standpoint. Well, look at the age of the Ghostbusters. Well, this is true. Like, Bill Murray is, what, 97 years old? No, he's not that old. I think he's Okay, in sorry, he's... 104. Okay, that's accurate. Yeah, yeah. Like, at some point, you have to cut the ties and start over. And ignoring the old version, is, is, it's fine. It's, that's a fine thing to do. You know, the, in, in that movie... All three of the surviving Ghostbusters are in it in cameo roles, so they are, you know, paying you know homage to the original uh, t- crew. You know, Slimer is in that movie. The Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man's in that movie. There are so many things about that movie, that 2016 movie, that I can point at and say they did the right thing. They did the right thing. They did the the thing they didn't do right was they made a shitty movie. Yeah. It wasn't funny. They they got funny people and had and had them be not funny for two hours. Yeah. And it just didn't feel like a Ghostbusters movie. This movie, on the other hand, is such a slave to the source material that it has it, it has no choice but to feel like a Ghostbusters movie. Uh, and the reverence that they that they that they treat those at least the first movie they they kind of shit all over the second movie without even meaning to but the reverence that this movie has for the first one is unmistakable yeah uh, talk to me about the similarities like like plot wise there's a lot of overlap here what what what, what comes back for this new movie uh, compared to the original 1984, yeah, film. Um, <clears throat> God, that's a lot. Um, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, I feel like it's, it is very much like this could have been the sequel, but 30 years later, you know. Um, with the original film, you know, we have Gozer and um stay puffed and you know and all of that but you also get more in depth about um evo shandor and gozer worshipers and you know the his, you know what was going on like where where they came from mm-hmm. you know where how did this you know building in new york become the center for just you know all spectral activity to bring about the end of the world and you know we get all of those questions answered, which was very nice to see. Um, Stay Puff come back, comes back in a smaller capacity, but in a very effective way. Very Gremlins, uh, 
esque, and it was just, oh my god, like that's that's the next that's the next Baby Yoda. No, it's not. Or at least they're trying to market <laughs> it as that, you know, or or whatnot. But I I I absolutely loved every time they were on the screen and just you know just that wonderful Gremlins vibe. Yeah, yeah, and and there was obviously a point in the writers' room where someone gave them the green light to just murder Stay Puffed Marshmallow Minis. Yeah, because they're they're you know they're evil incarnate and they they you know they enjoy they don't care they'll just you know they don't feel pain so they can just skewer each other set each other on fire blend each other you know whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, they're. They're just marshmallows. Yeah. You know, yeah, set them on fire. It, 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 and every single time it was hilarious when one of them died. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I wonder how many, you know, how many ways or like if there was anything on the cutting room floor that they didn't use. Uh, well, one of them got run over by a Roomba. And it was a <laughs> that was so be- good. Beautiful white smear on the floor in the fake Walmart. I'm sure that was a real Walmart. I don't know, Sergio. Those shelves were all really well stocked. Well, this was filmed pre-pandemic, so. This is true. <laughs> I, yeah, I was telling you last night when we watched the movie, like, that whole scene, from the from the point where Paul Rudd walks into the Walmart to the part where Paul Rudd runs out of the Walmart and is chased by what? What's it called? The, the Terror Dome. Deep- yeah, the terror dog or whatever. That that could have been like a like a Comic Con exclusive like leak that they could have done. Yeah, because it doesn't tell you much of anything about the plot. It doesn't ruin the movie. It just shows Paul Walker being not Paul Walker, Paul Rudd being Paul Rudd's ass. Like he <laughs> was just playing him. Yeah, yeah. And and there was the the Fantastic Baskin Robbins reference from uh, Ant Man. Yeah, they always find out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's such a such a fun movie, which th- that ultimately that's what you want. It's a comedy. Yeah, you know? it, it's it a comedy with a horror aesthetic. Any yeah. jump scares you can throw in there are bonus, but it's a comedy. Oh yeah, definitely. And and the the marketing for this, like leading up to the film, like each trailer gave you something new but also didn't and you had a lot of surprises which it is a pitfall that a lot of films fall into and so being able to see a lot of you know all this stuff for the first time it was just i was all smiles like i was pure joy so so let's let's switch let's shift gears a little bit. What do you think of the uh the the Spengler family? I, I I know that wasn't their actual name, but like so 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 the plot here has Egon's daughter inheriting a house after he died in where was it? Somerville. Some Somerville where? Uh um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, that's it. Um so she she inherits this house and she has two kids, which are Egon's grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And from there, it's it's almost like they're on a discovery mission to find out what's up with this busted ass old house. Basically, yeah. What'd you think of that? What'd you think of that? Because because that's kind of the uh, that's the movie. Like the movie is this family. Yeah. What'd you um, think of all of that? I the casting was perfect for this film. I mean, who would have thought however many years ago um, when we got was it season two of Stranger Things that Finn Wolfhard was it season two or season three where they were Ghostbusters Two. OK. And who would have thought that he would have been playing a Ghostbuster <laughs> character in the new film? You know, Finn Wolfhard um, is a funny looking kid. Well, you know, he's a big old, you know, gangly teenager. You know, he's growing. Yeah. He's growing. He's, maybe he, maybe he'll glow up, but maybe right now or at least two years ago, he was a funny looking dude. Yeah. Well, you know, puberty, puberty, hit. <laughs> yeah. maybe puberty will hit hard. Maybe second puberty. 
Um, second. Well, to be fair, Egon was not a is not a looker. So it was a. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, the chicks dig you know his big epididymis. So. Uh, the daughter, what was her name? Uh, Phoebe? Kelly. Oh, I said, well, you have to be more specific. There's, there's two daughters in this. Yeah. Sorry. The, 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 uh, the the granddaughter. Uh, yeah. The granddaughter, Phoebe. Yeah. The casting there was perfect. I don't know if that's what she looked like in real life or if they like curled her hair up and dyed it brown and whatnot to make her match what she's supposed to look like. Yeah. But she looked like the like the reincarnation of Harold Ramis. As, it was as, like, just as a girl. Pitch perfect. Like I'm not sure. Like I'm sure she's probably. Let's see if she's been in other things. I'm sure she has been. Um. Yeah. Um. She looks like she's been acting since 2013. So, man, like. The way that her character is handled, none of these kids are annoying or overly, hey, I'm super smart because I have like, you know, $50 words every five seconds, you know, you know, paragraphs or whatever to say. It was all just like. There are, you know, kids that have accelerated, you know, learning abilities and stuff or whatever. They're just naturally curious. And that played out so well with Phoebe's character. Yeah, yeah. And then giving them lip to their mom, like, oh, well, you just, you know, do you do this or whatever, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's just, I, I love that. It was very endearing. Um, At the core of this film, it is it is all about family, and it just, I, I can't wait to see more. Like, I loved Phoebe's character. She really came, there was a, a lot of character development from the mm-hmm. beginning to the end. And that's really, really great to see in a film. Like you expect that to happen over a couple of films, but it, it, the pacing was, was well done. It wasn't just like, Oh, that happened too fast. That yeah, I will absolutely agree with that. There was n- nothing was breakneck speed here. They, yeah. they, they let scenes marinate. They let performances happen with these children. And one thing that I, I can't can't be understated was the 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 like the lack of woos now let me let me let me explain that so you watch a star wars movie it does not matter what character is shooting the gun or 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 flying the uh the millennium falcon you're gonna get one of them going woo every single fucking time yeah and it's really annoying it's 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 at least for me, it is. It, it's one of those those tropes in action movies that doesn't really make sense for yeah. it to, to 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 be like. I, I get one character doing it, like it being the thing that that one character does, but for every single character to do it in every single movie ever made, it's really obnoxious. The characters in these movies don't do that because that's not, or in this movie, they don't they didn't do that because that's not who they are. Yeah. Phoebe's character was focused on point and quiet during all of her action sequences because she she's not going to yell woo or yeah or got him or woohoo like and and she even mentions that <laughs> and really like, she she addresses that she doesn't show her emotions <laughs> mhm which was great and like you know she's you know she's just focused and it's just a very strong character and yeah. um yeah like when, when it, the scene where uh the mother is in the is in uh, ecto one with them and phoebe's just popping out on the, the gunner chair you know not asking permission just just doing it yeah and the mother just looking at her like where the fuck did you learn how to do this yeah it's like oh where have you been for the last week you know and yeah, it's just yeah. like that 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 great command of you know just taking charge like hey we've got to do this otherwise we're gonna die mom you don't know about this stuff i got it yeah yeah i love it i absolutely love it it was just oh man just caffeine 
just tapping and injecting. <laughs> I just I just love this movie so fucking much. It uh, it, it it's 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 a unique situation where they casted children to play children. Yeah. And it didn't turn out bad. Usually you cast 22-year-olds to play children because 22-year-olds know how to act. Right. This is exactly opposite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, one really terrible example that I can think of is, um, what is that movie? Not Ready Player One. The other one based on Ender's Game. Yeah. Ender's Game is a bunch of kids that don't fucking know how to act and ruining a movie in, like, in in their performances. This is the opposite of Ender's game. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Paul Rudd. Oh my God. I mean, what is he not good in? Uh, you're, I'm not going to give him that much credit. Not because he wasn't good. Like he was perfectly fine, Yeah. but he kind of treads in the same water as Ryan Reynolds. Where, I don't believe for a second either one of them is a good actor. Ooh. See, I, I don't agree with that. Like, but. every time they're on screen, they're playing the exact same character. And huh. that character is basically just who they are as a person. Now, I will vouch for both of those actors' personalities. They light up the screen and are in an entertaining watch. But <laughs> Paul Rudd's not going to show range. Well, I guess so, you know, and and that's not even a condemnation of him or the character. It's just to, to say, oh, Paul Rudd was really good in this. It's like Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd in this. And that makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. There's a there is a new movie coming up with him and Will Ferrell that looks to be not the normal take. So watch that when that comes out. I think it's a Netflix. I hope so. Like, I, I, I want to see that dude, you know, it's not a comedy sp- spread his wings. Oh, most, uh, def- most uh, definitely. I, what's that? Most definitely. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, I loved his character. He was like, he wasn't, you know, just being the the science, the science teacher during summer school. And this is the one thing that just it kind of drove me nuts. It didn't really make any sense. Like I was okay until you said something, and it was like, why are they going to this town and why are they sending Phoebe to school? <laughs> Isn't it yeah. summer? I I, d- I don't understand why they had to call out that it was summer, and then do summer school. Like, I yeah, because she doesn't need summer school, and and Finn Wolfhard or Trevor didn't go. Like, was, she, was she trying to get ahead of everyone? I don't know. I don't. That's a that is a plot hole that I I need I need to have answered. Yeah. Uh. I I, I don't know. I I don't know why they had to say, oh, it's summer. We're spending a summer here. Yeah. In uh, Somerville. <laughs> you know. Uh. I, I I did like the small town. Yeah. It was it was a nice touch. Like you know you've got. It's a it's a great change of pace from New York, and, and don't get me wrong, I love seeing movies filmed in New York. Um, I love you know Ghostbusters in New York, but taking it a different direction was, I think, something that was very much needed. Um, and just the setting was just perfect for this film. You still had it was fresh, and then the parts that were eerie and creepy were eerie and creepy i'm like i don't want to go there at night you know <laughs> it just you know it, it was a perfect location um yeah you know, yeah this film and 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 I, i'm excited for where they left the story we'll get to that uh but i, I feel like this is going to be the first time we the first and last time we see somerville quite possibly yeah um, one thing that I really, really appreciated was how they, the, the presentation of Egon's character. Yeah. Because Harold Ramis died in what? It was it 09? It's been a while. It's, uh, let me see. I want to say it 2011. Was... That's right. I don't have it in front of me. Harold Ramis died in, oh, 2014. Okay, so it wasn't as long ago as I thought it was. Yeah. 
but it wasn't recent. No. Um, and it's very, it's very dangerous to try to resurrect a character or, or even just show a character that's played by an actor that is dead. Yeah. It's, it's very hard to, to pull it off. There are certain pitfalls you don't want to, you know, step in. One of those is voice. Mm -hmm. The last thing you want is some, you know, overpaid, shitty celebrity voice actor coming in and fucking up Harold Ramis's voice. Yeah. It's the last thing you want. Uh, On top of that, you don't want... And, of course, I'm going to point to Star Wars again. Star Wars has a history of, you know, digitally, you know, digitally, digitally creating people's faces. And every time they look amazing. But there is that uncanny valley. Yeah, that it's they they look amazing. If if, if it's a still shot, you probably wouldn't be able to tell it was CG, but as soon as they start moving, you're like, eh, it's a little off. I was very scared that that was going to happen here. But if you notice in the opening sequence where he dies, there is no shot of his like, – there's no clean shot of, of Egon's face. Yeah. It's all obscured by shadows or blur, you know, like like blurriness or it's the Jaws it's, effect. Yes. Yeah. All of that. Like they were very careful not to show his face, which is that that is the classy fucking way to have that opening sequence. Oh, amazing. Just amazing. Um, it, and it adds to the mystery, which, you know, there's a whole mystery, you know, all throughout the entire film that just hooks in, just hooks you and just pulls you in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I was not expecting to see him at all. I was kind of expecting to see something. Yeah. Like, cause, cause through the film, um, you know, after he passed away, I think it's like maybe like what a week or so since he passed away, mm-hmm. they show up or something like that. And, so the, the kids are getting settled in. Phoebe's in, you know, whatever room she chose, the one with the chessboard, and it just starts moving. I thought, oh, this it's just something that's inhabited the house, you know, or whatever. And it it continues, and it kind of, well, it doesn't. It it does. It guides her, and mm-hmm. kind of help. And it oh, that was so fucking beautiful. It was so nice. But then you think, oh, who is, you know, what, could this just be a random ghost? And then, of course, you find out that it was Egon the entire time because he he can't move on. He has unfinished business. And, when, you know, of course, that if it, and stop me if you want to stop me from revealing this. But when we get to see all that, it is I was. I'm getting a little tear right now. It was very emotional seeing all of that and seeing him show up. So let's let's talk through that for a moment. So are we supposed to think that's not Egon before we see like like like, like the before manifestation? He, yeah, before his manifestation at the end, are we supposed to believe all that shit's not him? I didn't think that it would have been until, you know, a little bit later than there was like little things here and there like, oh, it's this and this and this. Like, you know, guiding Phoebe a bit more because at first you don't get really it's very subtle. It is. I feel like you're lying to me, Jeff. I'm really not. I'm really because, not. Because because I, I feel like they made it pretty clear that Egon's ghost is just chilling. Like at first I didn't I didn't think anything of it until Phoebe finds, um, you know, his underground Ghostbusters layer. And she starts kind of poking around and looking at stuff. And I'm like, I kind of started putting it together. Yeah. Like, it, like for me, that was almost a bit too on the nose. Like the, the light that would like move around, like it was alive and it would just happen to point to exactly where Phoebe needs to go. And ex- exactly where, what was her mom's name? Kelly. 
Kelly, like exactly where that, like that, it's like it works. Like cinematically, it, it makes sense and it 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 it, it jumps the hurdles it needs to you know to, to to get the characters where they need to go but it just seemed a bit on the nose and like at that point i was like all right so it's so it's egon driving cool yeah of course uh, duh this is his house the the but the reveal like his manifestation at the end phoebe is holding the the the, the what what is the the proton pack thing? yeah the of one yeah and they you know they 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 kind of zoom out and show his hands are guiding her. Yeah. Like helping her steady the wand. Yes. Chills. Man. Like I felt it from my toes all the way to my head. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really was the, the rubber stamp on this movie. Yeah. Uh, as, as for everything after that with Egon, the, an argument could be made that he was on screen way too long. Yeah. Because they, they went out of their way to give him his moment with every single individual character. All three of the original Ghostbusters talk to him. Uh, his daughter talks to him, gives him a hug. Both of his grandchildren acknowledge him. And, and, and I'm just like, he's, he doesn't say any words, but the more people talk to him, the weirder it is that he's not talking. Yeah. You know, uh, I do like that it was in a ghost form, so it didn't have to look exactly like him. Right. Thus, uh, completely skipping the, uh, uncanny Valley nature mm. of, 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 of graphics. Mm. So it, it worked really well. It worked really, really well. And, and yeah. And like for the, I, I agree. Um, cause like, the, you know, throughout the whole film, you know, she's, uh, Callie Spangler is estranged from mm-hmm. Egon because, you know, she thought that he just walked out on them and left and everything. And that definitely wasn't the case. And it, it really hit home for me in a lot of ways, because one, this was just a, a wonderful, loving tribute to Harold and also, who wouldn't love a chance to get to say goodbye to their loved ones. They didn't get a chance to say goodbye to. Yeah. So it hit me on a lot of emotional, you know, you know, uh, tones there. Yeah. Yeah. And and in this case, like she really had nothing for him prior to the reveal at the end. She was just like, he was a fucking deadbeat and a psychopath, like blah, 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 blah. So, his ultimate redemption was 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 pretty if it, it was effective yeah it it's it it's it, 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 take the tissues yeah because you're gonna need them it sucks that they had to drag his character through the mud for two hours before they got to it but it was effective yeah like just uh, all this all the setup everything that he was doing uh to keep gozer at bang yeah. Uh, let's let's talk about Gozer. So I, I mentioned this to you yesterday when we were leaving the theater. Probably my only actual complaint, and it's not really a complaint. It's just a why did they do that? There are literally an infinite number of ghost stories they could tell. Yeah. There are an infinite infinite number of ghosts they could fight. Why did they have to? resurrect the same ghost and story from the first movie when they didn't have to. I mean, I don't have that answer for you. You, you know, like it, 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 it almost crosses the line. You know, it, it's a, it's a fine line. You don't want to do be too fan servicey. Don't you mean it almost crosses the stream, Sergio? It almost crosses the streams, Jeff. Sorry. You I don't misspoke. Do that. Don't do that. But, <laughs> You know, this movie is full of fan service. Does that cross the line? Because it makes to me, it just doesn't make much sense. I think it's done in a way to where it's not too on the nose in the sense of I never got the feeling that they were doing it just to do it. 
I, I genuinely felt like they were doing it to tell a larger part of the story that we only got a piece of in the first film. And see, in, in my mind, the first film doesn't need fleshing out. Yeah. Like that story's told. I mean, you I know? can see that. But, you know, it's just like I want to know more about, you know, who is Evo Shandor? Who is, you know, you know, what about the Gozer worshippers? What about all that stuff, you know? And it kind of follows it through like they did. They even, you know, touched on a lot of that stuff in the um, the video game that they made with which was wrote by Harold and uh, Dan Aykroyd. And 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 uh, <laughs> that, you played that, that recently. I did recently play that. And uh, that, that even. Uh, that, that just, I'm not going to say it proves my point, but it only it's only more evidence that it's like. We tried to tell a story that wasn't Gozer related, and it was Ghostbusters 2, and everybody fucking hated it. So let's just keep ringing that bell. Yeah, well, I mean, there was other elements into it, too, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's it's just weird. It's weird. Like, I don't want to ever see Gozer again. I don't I don't think we will. Ever, ever again. There's there's no need. There's no need. Yeah. Um, let's talk about... The original three Ghostbusters and their appearances in this movie. Yes. So they, they do explain what's going on with Dan Aykroyd's character and Bill Murray's character and what's Ernie his Hudson. name? Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson's character. And Ernie Hudson's rich because he's a businessman. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's his name? Ray Stance. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he he's still running that. What was it like? A what, what was it? The Ray, end of Ray's occult books, Ray's occult books. And you had mentioned that this was in Ghostbusters, too. Yeah, because after they, they broke up the first time, that's what he went to do to do. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, for some reason, that slipped my mind. I need to watch Ghostbusters, two again. Yeah, I that's really watched really both the... movies before I went to we went to go see this one. Ah, uh, OK. Like, that's kind of the only reference to Ghostbusters 2 we saw. Yeah. Which sucks. Like, I kind of like Ghostbusters 2. I like it because it was the first Ghostbusters movie I saw. Like, my sister took me to see that movie. Because I'd watched the cartoon and um, drank copious amounts of ecto-cooler. You know, and just loved it. And so that was my first introduction. Yeah. Uh, and then it would you know, take 30 something years later. And then I would finally get to see the original film, um, in theaters. So now it's all come, uh, full circle. <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Peter Venkman, Bill Murray. I'm, I'm, this is going to be a hot take. That's not going to be popular. Ooh. I don't like Bill Murray in Ghostbusters movies. Really? At all. Why is that Sergio? Like, I feel like his job as a character is just to distract you from all of the cool shit happening. He's another guy that just shows up on set and plays himself. And every time he opens his mouth in any of the movies, I'm just like, shut up. I want to hear what Dan Aykroyd has to say. Shut up. I want to hear what Harold Ramis has to say. You know, he's this whole I'm a ladies man or I'm going to try to sleep with everyone in the room doesn't make sense. He's Bill fucking Murray. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like him in these movies at all. And the good news, I guess, for fans of Ghostbusters, he very much plays that same character. Yeah. In this one. So if you're expecting him to be vintage Venkman, ta-da, there he is. It's just, it, it's... Uh, I've never liked it. It's a hot take. It's a hot take. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with it, you know. And I don't even hate Bill Murray. Like, Bill Murray has some fantastic movies. I just don't like him in these films. Oh, that's such a hot take, though. <laughs> he was he was literally the top build star. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, on the first one, you know, I think he did a lot better. Um, and because in part two, he didn't even want to be there in the video game. Of course, he just phoned it in for the video game. I'm like, you just have to do your voice, Bill. You don't have to wear the damn pack. Stop complaining. 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, but what did they say about his character in this movie? He, uh, I can't remember what they said he was doing. I think he like became like I think he went back to like, like advertising or something, teach or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. The 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 inclusion of Sigourney Weaver was fantastic. It was. And and the, the like the 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 placement of this her scene was perfect because we were me and you were literally watching the credits roll. And it's, you know, uh, and also featuring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Ernie Hudson and Sigourney Weaver. And I lean over and I say, Sigourney Weaver, where the fuck was Sigourney Weaver? Yeah. And then it immediately cuts to the scene with Sigourney Weaver in it. Looking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic editing. I had my own little chuckle. I'm like, oh, 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 we're not done here yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because that's like, you know, at that point, they're back in the city kind of just, you know, chilling. Yeah. Yeah. But like that's that Bill Murray scene was way too long, way too long. Yeah, I'm fine. They they made him look kind of rough. It could have made him look a little better. You know, that's just what Bill Murray looks like, Jeff. It depends on the movie. Like. Bill Murray looks like he's 900 years old. Oh, and he's it, not 900 years old. And he has looked 900 years old since, like, 1999. It's insane. Oof. So many hot takes tonight, folks. <laughs> uh, but if we're talking credits, we have to talk about a man who does not look 900 years old, uh, Mr. Ernie Hudson. That's because black don't crack, Sergio. That's true. That man looks uh, – he, he looks 57. I'm going to say 50. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if, if they gave, if they, if they gave him a modern haircut and dyed his hair all black and shaved the old man mustache, he could play in the four, he could play in, in, in his forties. He's 75, Sergio. I know he is. That's nuts. And he's still ripped too. Yeah. I mean, He's uh he's he's got a reoccurring part on um Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Yeah. And he's fantastic. Of course he is. He's he's Ernie Hudson, but every time he comes on screen I'm like, "Hey, what up, Winston?" Yeah. Yeah. Every single time. Uh what do we learn about his character in in the post-credit sequence? Um well, we learned that he has a very strong attachment to Ecto-1. Of course, when he finds Ecto, he's like, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to fix you up. Um, and we find out that he's, you know, uh, I believe, still paying rent on the old firehouse. Um, No, I think he just bought it. Okay. I'm trying to yeah, remember. Because they, they had mentioned during the during the movie that they had lost the firehouse. Yeah. And uh, so he brought Ecto-1 back to the firehouse, and it seems like he's going to start it, start up, start the business back up again and very much a, you know, hey, I'm going to be here, but we're going to get new people. Yeah, yeah. Tight, yeah you know, that's, like, that's, that's the feeling that I got. Yeah, and, and where uh, steeped in Ghostbusters lore is the fact that they're broke and they can barely keep the lights on, but they're trying to save the world from ghosts. Yeah, him being, you know, a multimillionaire, possibly billionaire <clears throat> that solves that plot problem. Yeah. So it, 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 let's say they do make a, you know, a sequel to this movie. It, obviously, that's who's he he's going to be the glue holding it to the original movies. Yeah. Both b- both conceptually and literally he's put in the put in the bill yeah like i don't think you know if we do get a sequel i don't think we'll see ray or when uh you know peter again maybe maybe not oh we'll um, see ray we'll see ray um probably not bill murray um but it very much feels like so there was a sequel to the real ghostbusters cartoon called extreme ghostbusters and it was 
everybody else, you know, moved on. Egon, Slimer, and Janine stayed back to watch over the containment unit and handle the occasional, you know, whatever, you know, should arise. Um, and he was, uh, belief as a professor, he's like, went back to teaching and like, so he would recruit new Ghostbusters. So it very much feels like that's kind of what they're doing. Um, you know, in, in, at least to me in this post credit scene. Yeah. Yeah. And if I had my way, because, you know, Hollywood always gives me my way. It's been two years since this was filmed, 2019. So let's just say that this movie was set in 2019. Yeah. If they start working on a sequel right now, that puts it coming out two years from now, which would be 2023, or four years after the events of the first one. Trust me here. Phoebe's character could be going to college. True. She could be going to what's the tech college in New York? Um, it's not it MIT. shows you how much I know about academia. Yeah, it's not MIT, is it? MIT. Uh, is that in New York? I think it's in New York. But but yeah, she could be going to college and that's <clears throat> that's her deal. She's a college student who's also a Ghostbuster. Yeah. You know, and Finn Wolfhard's character, like he could just be the mechanic. He could. You know, he's the guy who keeps the machines running because he can swap parts out. Yeah. So th- there is room to keep those two characters in, you know, in 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 the story. Yeah. Same thing with the other two. That you know, one-offs that seem disposable. What, what was his name? Podcast. Yeah, podcast and um, what was her name? Which was a MIT very is, MIT is not in New York, by the way. But okay, continue. Lucky. Lucky Domingo. Yep. Plays, which is a great name, by the way. Yeah. But like both podcast and Lucky, the, there's no reason they can't be in the sequel to this. Right. You know, that 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 could be your new four. That's true. Uh, you or, just, hell, you know, hell, bring Paul Rudd in. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pa- Paul Rudd could could, uh, <laughs> could Paul, Paul Rudd could take Annie Potts place. Oh, no. Annie Potts takes Annie Potts's place. N- no, like I, I like Annie Potts as much as the next person. But if you're swapping in people like like to, to, to play the yeah like you got to swap out any pots see i don't agree with that that's a that's a very hot take no, that's it's not a hot take if you're swapping out every single archetype why leave one because janine's classic no, you're not wrong but to be fair one of the only good things about the 2016 movie was the Annie Potts replacement. Oh, yeah, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth in that movie is fantastic. Well. Again. It was, good. it was good seeing Annie Potts back. Nothing against Annie Potts. She's wonderful. Yeah. She's wonderful as Janine. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I <clears throat> This is the first time in, dare I say, 30 years... That I'm excited about Ghostbusters. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've always got, I've always liked Ghostbusters, but I've never been hungry for Ghostbusters. I've always been hungry for it, Sergio. You know, you just need to pick up some um some um Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. It's marshmallows there, buddy. Got them in the pantry. Uh, yeah. Like I walked out of the theater going, now there's like a second generation. You know that this is. These are Egon's kids like they as long as they're in the films, there is your, you know, there's your your legacy. Yeah. And like the way they introduced it to today's audience was pitch perfect. Like there are people that don't know about Ghostbusters. How do you introduce a new generation to Ghostbusters? And you 
you get that through the eyes of Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. And her journey, and it was just, you know, perfectly, perfectly well done. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Phoebe not knowing what Ghostbusters was, or Ghostbusters were, Ghostbust, what the Ghostbusters were, is like, that's one of the most surprising things about the movie. Yeah. Is the, the, the kids just didn't know. Yeah, well, and they make light of that, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that, that'd be like that'd be like my kids growing up and being like, what's 9-11? Yeah. No, my kids know what 9-11 was like. They weren't born, but they know. Yeah. It's just just weird. Just weird. Um, is there any anything that we we glossed over that you wanted to uh, dig a, a little deeper into? Um. There's tons of Easter eggs littered all throughout, so good luck finding everything, because it's a ton. <laughs> um, I'm I'm really trying to think. Um, it was a long road to get here. What What did that road include, Jeff? <sighs> Three decades of failed attempts, and of course, man. I could, I guess, like the main holdout was probably uh, Bill Murray, not wanting to come back and reprise his role. Like, I'll come back if I die. <laughs> you know, you get a good script and he'll do it. And then he finally got one. But just like I don't, you know, I don't, we don't, I don't know if the timing was right for those others, you know, um, films or not. But it's just like one of those things that you know, it's just goes into de- to development hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I like I remember there being all kinds of rumored reboots and shit in in like the the aughts, you know, the between 2000 and 2009. One, oh, yeah. one of which What's that? Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah, one one of which it is as wild as this sounds was recasting the Ghostbusters and using basically the cast of um, Knocked Up. It sounds like a that sounds familiar. Because because that would be Seth Rogen, Jonah Hill. Uh, what's his name from uh, that TV show? How I Met Your Mother. He played Marshall. Yeah. Yeah. Like from what I understand, that was in the works back then. And a lot of the actors wanted to do it because who the fuck doesn't want to be a Ghostbuster, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just it just never manifested. Yeah, there was all kinds of stuff that just didn't mesh well. But I, you know, I think the reason why this one worked so well was you had Jason Reitman, which is son of Ivan Reitman, mm-hmm. and Ivan Reitman both working on this film together. Yep. Yep. So that's a, a winning combination. And and Jason Reitman isn't just Ivan Reitman's son. No, you know? he was the uh, he's a, a, a very well accomplished director. Um, has done some fantastic films. Um, and he was also the little snot nosed kid in uh, Ghostbusters too that said Ray and Winston were full of crap. <laughs> that's true. Oh, I thought uh, it was going to be He Man. Most importantly, Jason Reitman did Juno. Mm-hmm. Of course, he also did Thank You for Smoking up in the air. Like, there's a whole bunch of movies he's done, but Juno is a like that's a landmark comedy from 2007. Yeah. So he clearly had the chops to do this. It's just a matter of him wanting to. And then he stepped forward, did it, and he pulled it off. Oh, yeah. I think it you know? made... Four point five billion on Thursday alone. Four point five million, yes. Yeah. Not sorry, million. <laughs> like it's 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 gonna be the biggest movie in the history of movies. One billion dollars <laughs> in one day. But yeah, that's that's impressive for a pre-screening. Yeah. Oh yeah, especially nowadays. Um. The the thing is, is this is likely gonna a. A sequel is likely going to be greenlit just because it's very hard to judge what is a hit movie and what isn't Yeah. right now. So, like, even movies that 
I would say underperformed like Dune have already been greenlit. Yeah. For a sequel. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Like it, it in the world that we live in, we got that 2016 movie that was 90% new stuff, 10% old stuff. Nobody liked it because it wasn't good. And in this movie, we got, uh, I would say it's about 50-50 old oh, and new. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good split. I don't, I, well, for the record, that's those aren't my words. That's not a good split. It's a split. 70-40? Oh. Like, uh, yes, 110% of movie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, let, let the new movie be its own thing is always going to be my default stance. You're going to have to prove otherwise. You can't just dangle uh, – you, you can't dangle nostalgia in front of me and be like, you like that, don't you? Huh? Huh? But they dangled and it this, so well, Sergio. What's that? They dangled it so well, but it they wasn't did, just they did. in and, your face like, nostalgia! Do you love and, me yet? It's not like that. It's just evenly paced throughout. Yeah. And but 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 they, they do really dance right up against the line, though. Yeah. Uh, and I said this another thing that I told you last night, like. This movie almost crashed into a wall for me when the three Ghostbusters showed up at the end of it. Yeah, because me and you have spoken many a times about. uh the second season of Mandalorian. Yeah. Like that is a fantastic season of television until the moment Luke Skywalker walks through those doors. Not because it's not cool, not because the nostalgia doesn't work. Like all of, all of that stuff is factual. Like it was a cool scene, but if you look at it from a storytelling standpoint, it neuters the entire fucking series. Because it doesn't allow the main character to fulfill his main plot. Like, it, it, that's his story, is returning this fucking baby. And he needed to be rescued by a Jedi, and congratulations, it's not your story anymore, Mandalorian. It's mine. And I was really worried that when those three Ghostbusters showed up, I was like, oh no, this is going to be a situation where... We've been following these characters all movie. We've been learning about the ins and outs of their life. There's been character growth. They're little badasses, and all of it's going to be stolen by these old men in jumpsuits. And I was very scared that that's how they were going to end the whole thing. They didn't. You know, it ended up being a group effort. Everyone had to work to, to help out. Even even podcast had had a role to play. In bringing down uh, all of these, you know, hundreds and hundreds of ghosts. Yeah. But fuck, they played with fire there at the end. <laughs> like I, I called it. Like I can't remember who I spoke with about it, but I was like, you know, the kids are going to get in trouble, and they're going to come save them at the end. Like I, I didn't see any spoilers. This was like months and months and months before. I was like, I just I had a feeling that they would do it. But they again, they all worked together. It wasn't just. Ray Vankman and Winston. So, yeah, yeah, like they, they were instrumental in in the end of the movie, but they weren't. Like Superman didn't show up and just capture the bad guy, you know? Yeah. So that. But man, oh, I was going to be so mad. This would have been a very different podcast if that's what if that's what happened. Oh, more hot takes would have been a very different podcast. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeff, I think that does it. Does it? You tell me. You're the expert. Yeah. Well, you know, just for me, I have a very strong attachment to Ghostbusters because it's been there since I was a kid. I mean, I'm very, very happy overall with this i you know going into it it was just an emotional roller coaster for me of joy and then sadness because of you know the 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 things that they were dealing with and of course my special attachment to it 
as well, dealing with loss. Um, and I, I, I can't wait to see where this goes. Cause if they're not, you know, going ahead and writing the sequel now, that's just crazy. <laughs> but I want more of McKenna Grace because she was just, she lit up the screen. You were just, she's just a great character. Yeah. And her, her dad jokes are amazing. Oh, they were so good. They were so good. We're and, giving you people stuff, but we're not giving you stuff at the same time because, you know, there's still stuff to be had. But <laughs> uh, I didn't say this yesterday, but like my aunt. So so my mom's sister has three children. They're all adults now or they're all you know graduated high school. But both of her daughters might as well be Phoebe. Oh, wow. Like they're, they're you know, they're not like super geniuses or anything, but they're, you know, really intelligent kids who would rather be academic than be little assholes. Yeah. And they all have extremely curly hair. One of them actually has cut their hair in a style very similar to Phoebe's. And they and like they favor her. Like, I'm going to tell my aunt, you need to go watch this movie because it stars two of your children. Yeah. Take them with you. It's wild. Very wild. All right. Well, um, hopefully, hopefully we can talk about Ghostbusters again in two years. Yeah. Uh, when they release another one. But in, until then, I, I feel like the, the ship has been righted. The Ghostbusters franchise is back on track. Yes, indeed. Yes, uh, and indeed. go ahead. No, it's saying yes, indeed. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and and you know what? So so has reality breached. We're, we we've we've reached the end of 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 this journey, um, but soon soon we'll be rebooting, and 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 that that'll happen in the new year. I don't know what day we're gonna release the first new episode, but uh, keep 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 an eye out on uh, the feed. We also still have a couple more that we're gonna cover before the end of the year. Like before the end of the year, I still have one more segment of movies to talk about with uh, with Jordy, and we also have Spider Man. And Matrix. I don't know if we're going to do the Matrix. We might. No. Uh, it's when the Matrix is what? Christmas. It is twenty second. Oh man! So we're going to have eight days before the re. Okay. All right. We might be able to do that. I don't know. Maybe. I do, I do love the Matrix. Me too. Uh, Jeff, when you're not podcasting about mutant ninja turtles uh, or being an expert on Ghostbusters, what are you up to? I'm all about them video games, Sergio. Um, you can find me at the Warp Zone Arcade, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, we specialize in classic and current video games uh, to enjoy uh, by the hour. It's anything from Fatal Fury, King of Fighters, Metal Slug, Windjammers, um, New Nintendo Switch games, PlayStation 4, you know, and so on. We also do uh, Super Smash Brothers tournaments every Saturday night. Um, so we would love to, you know, if you're a Smash player, come out and win some of that hard-earned cash. Yeah, exciting, exciting. Yeah, where can we find you, Sergio? Realitybreach.com. Um, I just redesigned it. It's kind of a mess right now. Uh, so don't go to realitybreach.com. Wait until the new year once I've fixed all that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, otherwise, you can you can follow us on our on our socials. Uh, we're on Facebook uh, at facebook.com slash reality breached. Uh, we're also on Twitter. Uh, we got the at reality breached Twitter handle. Uh, and if you're not already subscribed to Shellheads, <coughs> please do so. I know there's a lot of overlap when it comes to Ghostbusters and uh, Ninja Turtles fans. So here's my pitch to you. You, you yeah. want to hear us talk about turtles? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Oh, eventually we'll talk about that Ninja Turtles Ghostbusters crossover. That's true. That's coming up. It's not, yeah. it's not very far from now. Uh, well, thank you for listening to Reality Breached. I am Sergio. I'm Jeff. And that's not how we end the show. Wait a minute. How do we end the show? Uh, I don't get the know. ransom. Get the Rush. ransom. Shoot the hostage. See you next time.
Thanks for listening to Reality Breached. Be sure to check out our other great shows, like the Black Pocket Podcast, Shellheads, and Dead Scene Kids. All available on realitybreached.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Discussing Trek. I'm your host, Clarence, and I wanted to introduce you to the podcast. Discussing Trek is all about keeping you informed on the latest news and episode reviews in the Star Trek universe, while also staying engaged with our community of listeners. So be sure to hit that subscribe button for weekly content and stay locked in to DiscussingTrek.com for more information. Until next time, guys, live long and prosper.